Hi, welcome to Promo Insiders, an ASI media podcast that covers the issues that matter most to the promotional products industry. I'm Chris Rubo for ASI. Today, we're going to be talking about the first big blockbuster news for promo in 2022. Of course, I'm talking about Snugs USA, a top 40 supplier, acquiring Suita Company, also a top 40 firm. The mega deal weds two industry powerhouses and creates a new contender for top 10 supplier status. Here to talk about the partnership is Snug CEO Brandon Mackey and Suida CEO Jim Hagen, who is now president of the combined company. We'll discuss the acquisition, what it means for the companies in our industry going forward, and how they plan to navigate the supply chain challenges of 2022. There'll be insights you won't want to miss. If you're watching this live, please chime in with questions and comments, and we'll do our best to address them. So Brandon and Jim, thank you, of course, for taking some time to chat with us. Absolutely. All right, so let's jump into these questions. So Brandon, I'm just going to start with you. Um, can you tell me, why did Snugs pursue this acquisition? Why did it make good business sense for you guys? Well, we've been looking for acquisitions for, for quite a while. And then the COVID, you know, the COVID scenario kind of derailed that. And uh, we were actively just beating the street. And uh, just by luck, um, broker, represent, you know, the representative for, for Sweden reached out to us. And, mm-hmm. and the second I heard about it, I was just like over the moon. Okay. Tell, tell me about that. Why, why, were you so, why were you so pumped? What was it about Sweden that made you say, oh, this is a, this is a good fit for us? <laughs> Well, number one, the luxury of being in promo for many, many years, just like Jim, you get to you get to know people a little bit on a personal level. And uh, from what I've known from Jim and and what I know of Sweda, uh, they are just a top shelf organization. They have the same theories and ethos and, and way they go to market as, as Snugs does. And to find that kind of chemistry between two organizations for me, when they reached out and said, hey. Would you would you be interested at all? I was like, yeah. When do I show up? Okay. Okay. <laughs> all right. Perfect. So it, it, it came about pretty naturally. Um, Jim, from a Sweden perspective, why why did why did y'all reach out? Why did that seem like a good partnership for you? Yeah. So with the the timing for us um, was just good. It's something we decided earlier in the year mm-hmm. that this was something we wanted to pursue, and um, you know, got things organized and, and got our broker to reach out to you know, some strategics that we liked um, and couldn't have been happier when, when Brandon and his team placed an interest and kind of went down the road with us. And like Brandon said, for us, it was kind of crossing our fingers, hoping that they came in with something that we were all excited about um, because he was certainly our number one choice. And um, at the end of the day, you know, our cultures align. Brandon and I have known each other for, you know, off and on for 15 years, really got to know each other a few years ago at a dinner and it kind of just escalated from there. Um, so this was just great timing all the way around. And we were right, fortunate so, to, okay, to land you, with that, that. I like that word culture that you used. Can you just tell me about that? What is it about the, the cultures that kind of, that there's, that there's, I guess, a cohesion with? Or, or what, what's similar, what makes the company similar and a good fit in that sense? Um, I think for us, and, you know, I think I, I, I can speak for Sweda. You know, we have, we have values. And our values are, you know, we work hard. We care about each other inside the organization. Um, we always do what's right. We, we try to think big and, and think to the next level. But we're, we're not organizations that's uh, a race to the bottom in price. So, you know, if, if that's not your, your MO, then you can support a lot of these other agendas internally and just be super supportive of one another. And I see that inside of Sweda. You know, they have a passion for knowledge and doing things better and smarter and faster. And it all comes down to 
just wanting to, to make each other better inside the organization. I got it. I, so I like that, like a real emphasis on quality, a real emphasis on doing things the right way instead of just do how, how can we get this out as cheap as possible per se? And I, that's how to be so important. Cause if you're not aligned, if one guy's like, how are we getting this as cheap as we could get it? And the other guy's like, well, no, we want to do something we're proud of and that's going to be good. That's not going to work. So right, awesome. right. all right. So I'm um, kind of with that in mind. Um, let's talk a little bit about, um, you know, maybe the most important thing, of course, your, your, your customers. Um, how, how is this, this deal a good thing for customers of Suida and for, uh, for Snugs? How, how does this benefit them? You want Neither the you feel free to jump in first. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, th- I mean, from our perspective, right, we're, we're, we're business as usual. And we've really built the reputation around being able to deliver on time, make our commitments, quality product with quality logo, getting there on time. Um, so we don't foresee any, any, you know, drastic changes in the near future. Um, and, and Brendan and I are both focused on minimizing any impact actually to the customer and, and making sure that we deliver our products the way that they expect them and the way they have expected them. And, you know, we've built our reputation around that and I, I you know, we're going to continue to do that the best we can. Got it. Got it. Yeah. Brandon, how about for you guys? Yeah, uh, just to echo what uh, you know Jim had said, um, we're just here to to not mess this thing up, right? I think that's our goal right now is to, <laughs> to take two highly functioning organizations. Neither of us are a turnaround project, and to be able to cohabitate with one another, share best practices, things that are working, things that weren't working for us, and it's just a great opportunity to share a lot of of good practices, and then obviously a lot of things that have not worked then we both don't have to make those same mistakes over and over again. And like I said, they have a phenomenal team, just top shelf. They have very, very bright people inside of the organization of Sweden. And I'm sure they're going to be able to teach us much, much more than we could have ever learned on our own, you know, in, in years and years in just a matter of months. Nice. Um, so I was going to ask you guys about, you know, some of the behind the scenes negotiation stuff, but it, it sounds like, as you guys mentioned, you know, Sweden reached out and it went from there. Was there, extensive talks like like how long were the talks going on for did it come together pretty quickly (laughs) i think there's no shortage of talks (laughs) anybody that's been involved in any kind of merger acquisition i I think that talks are a plenty there's no shortage of talks and there's ebbs and flows right there's high points and low points and we're happy we're not happy but, but we had, I, I don't ever feel like we had a massive breakdown in communication and I, level heads always prevail. And I'm just grateful that, you know, Jim was representing that side. And, um, and I was very forthright when he got, when we first got into it, I was going to say, this is going to be the, you know, one of the hardest things you've ever done in your life. Oh. And it's mentally exhausting and it's, it's got a lot of peaks and valleys, but the end game is so rewarding and so exciting. And uh, like I said, Jim was, he was just a star word. He was uh, is he was an amazing on his end. And I'll, and I'll throw this question out to both of you too. It's kind of related to that. Is there any advice you'd have for, for people who are maybe looking to you know, create a, you know, any best practices that you, you learned by trial or error that might be worth throwing out there? Yeah. Um, I mean, I'll tackle that first, Brandon, uh, from my perspective, you know, we did first time ever doing this. Right. And um, we buttoned up the shop pretty tightly and, and I think did a good job of getting it ready for, for Brandon and his team to, you know, review and go through our practices, go through the numbers, having it make sense. Um, so preparation prior to, to going through that is, made a huge difference for, I think, for both parties. Um, 
it is not easy. Like anybody that tells you it is, I think they're kidding themselves. But at the same time, it's at the end of the day, it was super rewarding um, in a lot of different ways. And we're all smarter because of it. Um, my, my advice would be anybody running a business, and if you can do it, do your own QOV on your business because it makes you that much sharper on what's going on day to day in your business. And, you know, it, it will definitely help build your profitability and truly your understanding of what's happening inside your own four walls. Really interesting. And, and Brandon, anything, anything to add to that? Anything you learned through the whole experience kind of being on the other end, the company that was looking to acquire? Yeah. I mean, the only advice I can give anybody that's going through this process is, you know, just work on and control the things you can control. And if you can't control it, you've just got to find ways to let that energy out and just let it be. And the quicker you can do that, the, the less gray hair you'll have and uh, the less you'll, you'll find yourself pounding your face on your desk. But just control what you can control and, you know, let the professionals take care of their roles and responsibilities and, and just find times to, to breathe and just to, to find a good Zen mode where you can. Because it it's a very challenging process. It is not easy. Yeah. yeah. And, and I would, I would add like we had, we were fortunate. We had a really good partner um, leading the charge on our side that did just a phenomenal job. Um, and him and his crew were, were fantastic. And the behind the scenes team was outstanding as well. So yeah, it, it, it takes a village. Absolutely. It sounds, yeah, it sounds like it does. It sounds like it does. So, um, so we have you guys here. So, you know, given the age that we're living in, there's no way we can't ask you about this. And that's, that's of course the issues of supply chain, um, it was, it, you know, it was the defining issue in many ways of, of 2021 for our industry, for really many industries. So um, I'm just kind of wondering, what are you seeing right now from a supply chain perspective? Like, do you have any sense of, of what's going on? Are things improving? Are they getting worse? What, what are you seeing? And either you can feel free to jump. Yeah. Um, from our point of view, um, we've been able to find those uh, secondary and third factories outside of those that we, we use. Um, we've been able to split up some of our ordering practices to kind of alleviate some of the risk for us. Um, obviously, we have to spend more money at this point right now to to have a bigger cushion or more safety socks, so to speak. And for us, it's just forensically monitoring the situation daily, you know, almost hourly of of what are what are our projections looking like, what is our order throughput looking like, and when do we have to start pulling levers to make sure that we don't run out of stuff. But so. We don't have the luxury of kind of managing this kind of, at, you know, from afar, so to speak. Uh, this is something that, you know, you have multiple departments on and, and subject matter experts going on all day, every day now. Yeah. <clears throat> um, excuse me. The only thing, like our businesses are pretty different. Brandon and Snugs does a lot of manufacturing where we're doing a lot of, you know, importing and decorating. So our, you know, our trajectory is a little bit different. And what we did really back in 2020 was look at our best moving products, our best sellers go deep in those and, and not um, what I would call our C and D products, if you will. Um, and that strategy has paid huge dividends. Um, and then when you look at the analytics and things, no different than what Brandon added, but that strategy for us has paid off greatly for 2021. And we haven't shifted away from that for 2022. And our, you know, our lead times and our windows are a little bit longer depending on what's going on in overseas um and chinese new year is coming up so we think we've done a good job preparing for that um it's not to say we won't fall short um but at the same time you know we're well positioned for what i would classify as our a and b movers 
Very good. Now, um, so that's a look at what you guys are doing. Broadly speaking, are you seeing any, Jim, I think this may be more for you since you're so heavily focused on importing. Mm-hmm. Um, just, are you seeing any improvement from what's, from, you know, getting the products overseas to here in an efficient way? And that, that are, are there any, is there any relief on the cost pressures with the shipping containers, stuff, stuff of that nature? Like what, what are you seeing in that regard? Yeah, no, I, you know, I felt like we were, it was going that way. And then, um, you know, shipping costs have gone back up. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, they're just as high as they were at the peak. Um, and then we have, you know, Ningbo shutting down completely now. And so everybody's working from home. Um, you know, you're not getting stuff exported out. So it's, it's going to continue to be a challenge. I don't, I don't see it changing. I think China's actually enduring what we are enduring now. It's just hitting there. And, um, you know, their reaction is one person has it, they shut down the whole city. Right. And so, yes. um, Zero tolerance, they call it. Yeah. Zero tolerance, and it is very dramatic to to what happens with your with the imports. So, it's going to can remain challenging, and for the you know for the foreseeable future, for probably the first second quarter for sure. Mm-hmm. Or right, throw a little, a little bit of a curveball. I'm just curious. Um, I read an article today. It's what, this is what put it in my head that um, that, that you know, there's there's a little bit more of significant movement toward onshoring now as as a result of the the supply chain issues that we're that we're seeing. Do you, and then Brandon, I know, of course, that you guys do USA manufacturing. Um, do you see that momentum picking up for for our industry or for your for your company going forward, or is it is it just you know I've also heard it called a pipe dream that it's going to come back in a big way. So I'm, I'm I'm curious just what what you guys see if there's any real substantial movement in that regard, or is does it kind of just remain not realistic on a large scale? Um, I mean, I can speak as far as a USA manufacturer. It's it's not realistic. Okay. Um, we, we source obviously goods out of Asia, mm-hmm. Taiwan, China, whatnot, but we also so, source goods all over the globe. So, you know, we make personal care products and we source goods where it's indigenous too, right? Mm-hmm. So they don't make some of the chemicals and compounds and things for sunscreens and lotions and things in China. You know, they may happen any place all over the world. And as long as those places, those places are equally as impacted as China is. Mm-hmm. It's not just hosted at China, and that's where all the supply chain delay is. Mm -hmm. Outside of that, we have no real natural resources or resources here domestically in the U.S. to make stuff. Mm -hmm. We're really good at assembling things and completing goods here, but we don't have any infrastructure for raw materials in the United States. So that, that, that portion of it, I believe, is a pipe dream. Mm -hmm. Um, Onshoring itself, I mean, there might be some pop-ups that are similar to snugs, but it's not going to be something that's sustainable. Yeah. And last, you know, finding people that are, are willing and able and, and have the abilities to, to jump into the manufacturing world is becoming a larger pipe dream too. That's, that's a, that's a fair, that's a fair point for a whole variety of reasons, you know, like people aren't tracking to those jobs the way that they, they did generations ago. It's seen as if you, you're wanting to move towards something else, something white collar, something technology. So, Jim, are you? Are, do you? Do you have any anything to add to that, or is, or is your assessment pretty similar? Yeah, Brandon did a great job. It's uh, it, it's extremely difficult to 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 do that. So I don't have much more to add. I thought Brandon answered it very well. All right, very good. Yeah. Um, guys, I appreciate you being generous with your time. So I'll kind of just leave the forum open for you. Just any final thoughts for the industry about your new partnership, supply chain, whatever it might be, anything you want to throw out there, Jim, you want to go first? We're um, the only thing I'll add is we're super excited about this acquisition from snugs. And, um, you know, we're excited to be part of Brandon's team and family and looking forward to the future and what we can do together. We, uh, 
you know, we're, we're excited. There, there's a, a ton of opportunity and no, no short of uh, desire and energy to make that happen. So, nice. Brandon, how about you? Yeah, I mean, from our point of view, we couldn't be more excited to, to be able to work with uh, Jim and to work with the entire suite of team. I mean, holy fetch, there are some seriously smart people there. And just, uh, you know, to walk away, I was there earlier this week and just walk away and kind of reminisce about some of the talent that I met there. It's just, I am just really, really excited about cohabitation, you know, kind of marrying this Brady Bunch family together. And there are some just incredibly brilliant people there. And I'm just grateful that Snug is going to have the opportunity to be able to, uh, to, you know, see where this goes and have them teach us. And uh, we're here. We're here to learn. Nice. Well, gentlemen, thank you so much uh, for giving me some of your time today. I appreciate the insights. I had some fun doing this. I hope that you did, too. And uh, we're excited to see what comes next from you all. So congratulations on the deal. Great. Thanks, Chris. Thank you. Thank you.